Hey, we need to apply for our US visa soon. I've already asked the bank for my certificate of deposit. What about you? Do you have any proof of any property or assets that you own? I only have 1,000 pesos in my bank account. No, that's not enough. What else can you show them? Hmm, ah, I know. I will show them this picture. Eh? Why is this relevant? What does this prove? Well, you see, that's my Bahay Kubo. That's me. And that's Pepe, our Carabao. everyone, welcome to Banana Q Podcast. I am Ray and I'm here with my co-host D. In our last episode, we talked about time travel. But today, we will be talking about distance travel, the normal <laughs> travel. Yes. <laughs> because we miss traveling, obviously. Mm-hmm. Specifically, we want to discuss what Filipinos do when we travel. Because we have our own set of issues and challenges not faced by people who grew up privileged in first world countries. Yeah, exactly. The first of that is... We didn't really have a lot of money, so most of us didn't really get to travel a lot until we were working adults. Hmm. We had very few family vacations, and usually the ones we went on were more like family reunions, right? Is that the same for you? Yeah, same for me. And the other times were school trips. Like for Ray, he traveled for Boy Scout Chamborees, like he mentioned Hmm. in previous episodes. Well, for me, I did it for Junior Philippine Institute of Accountants or our college yearbook. So it also didn't help in the past that plane fares used to be really expensive until Cebu Pacific came around. Yeah, and we usually save our money for something else, right? Yeah, necessities. (laughs) Necessities, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like when we were younger, I would prioritize saving for, say, the t-shirt that I'm keeping my eye on in Gaisano Metro. (laughs) It's not really peanuts, a necessity. Right? Okay, no. But yeah, because that's <laughs> cheaper than, say, a trip to somewhere. Yeah, that would cost uh, an arm and a leg. That's something that a student wouldn't be able to afford, right? Even when we were working already, our salary, it's not that much in the Philippines, right? So uh, you yeah. really have to maybe save a year's worth of salary <laughs> before you can even consider thinking about traveling yeah, outside of the country. That is true. And the first time that... I traveled outside of the country was for a business trip. Wasn't even on mm. my own dime. Yeah, you, you have a point. And usually when we traveled, it was the peso fairs within the Philippines, <laughs> right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we usually wait for Cebu Pacific or Philippine Air. Philippine Airlines have sale? I don't know. I always watch out for kind of low-cost carriers yeah. like Cebu Pacific and wait for them to kind of launch the peso sale or one peso fare. I'm not sure about Philippine Airlines. There was the other one, right? That is also a subsidiary of Philippine Airlines. I can't remember. Airfield or something? Oh, yeah. Airfield Express. I think they already died, right? Oh, my God. They did. I, I think so. I've never seen any posts about it. If traveling outside, say, from Singapore, I always look at Tiger Airways, Jetstar, all the usual suspects, all mm-hmm. the low-cost carriers. Exactly, yes. We barely... Mm flew with a flagship carrier because those are usually mm. expensive like Singapore Airlines, Philippine Airlines. Why would I ride those when I could go somewhere else with a fraction of the cost? Even though, of course, it's a lot more comfortable if you fly with those, right? That's true. But unless you're That's using true. air miles or whatever, I don't think I ever use those. Yeah. I, I wondered before, 
why is it so expensive, like first class and business class? But, and then the only time, the only chance we can actually get those tickets is you've mentioned kind of business trips, mm-hmm. right? Where the bill is foot by somebody else. Mm. And it is indeed kind of relaxing, right? You yeah. Wine, you get <laughs> champagne of your choice, you get food, and you have a very comfortable, not necessarily couch, but couch like experience, right? It's a bigger in, in, seat, right? It's not like yeah, a very seat, tiny yeah. seat where you know one one tiny move and you will disturb your seatmate. Um, if it, your mm. business class, it's not the case. Mm. Yeah, and I think aside from the cost, another third world problem we have is our passport. Mm-hmm. Our passport is so weak, so weak. <laughs> yep. So according to VisaIndex.com, the Philippine passport currently ranks seventy eighth <laughs> out of one hundred and twelve. Oh wow! Yeah. So we are visa free to access sixty six destinations only. Oh. Mm. Philippine citizens do, however, require a visa to enter about 163 destinations in the world. That's a lot. (laughs) And this requires extended travel preparations because you need time, you need documentation, and of course, money to apply for visa. So we complain about money and now again, (laughs) we need more money to apply for a visa. And sometimes, documentations would require proof that you really are capable of funding your travel so Mm. you need certificate of employment you need bank statements proof that you have property you know all these things that would prove that you are coming back to the Philippines (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) otherwise uh, there are people actually who overstay Mm, right that's the reason Mm. why we have this problem right Um, because of the damai or what's the term like it's pack one pack all some Filipinos did the overstaying bit and now all the Filipinos mm. are like bad eggs in the eyes of these countries, mm. right? So sometimes even if you have prepared everything already, you can still get rejected, you know? Especially if the country you're applying to has a history of many Filipino TNTs or Tago mm. ng Tago, which translate to always hiding. The term for Filipinos who overstay beyond their visa limit and never leave. But it's unfair, though, that a lot of Westerners can travel to Asia, like usually any Asian country, right? And then Mm. they can resort to begging for money to use for their travel. Have you heard of this? They're called beg packers. Hmm? What is that? In the past, I think this was pre-pandemic. They would fly to, say, Hong Mm. Kong. Mm -hmm. They don't have any money. But since, you know, they, they have the privilege of having that passport that is powerful, they can go without proving that they have no money. Whoa. And what they do when they get to Hong Kong is they beg on the streets and they have this sign saying, please pay for my travel around Asia. Like the audacity of what? these people. What the? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and really people actually it? give those bagpackers money? I don't know also. It's like maybe they think like, oh, you know how people... Um, who are attractive, like white people. They're considered attractive mm. usually, right? So maybe they give money to these people. Okay. So they charm their way in funding their travel. So if that happens in the Philippines, right? Imagine in a Philippine sidewalk, you see backpackers holding a sign, hey, please fund my travel to, say, Thailand. Mm. Then Filipinos would pass by and, are you serious? <laughs> Bro, you and I both... <laughs> 
I need money. I want to go Thailand. Maybe I will put another sign beside you. Please find my trouble to say Brunei or something. Exactly, right? Like the privilege of these people. Usually these are young people. Mm. They just reek of privilege. And, you know, I mm. think some countries even made it a point to, if they see these people, they would turn them over to their embassies. So that, yeah. okay, can you please... <laughs> do something about this garbage people of yours on our streets, right? Like, why? Why would mm. they do that? I mean, it's a huge contrast. Right? I'm not excusing the Filipinos who became TNTs. That's also wrong. But at least they're doing it to be able to find money to provide for the needs of their poor families back home. And not mm. just, you know, wants like travel. As you mentioned, for Filipinos, travel is at the bottom of your priority list. Of course, you need to spend your money first on food, on yeah. bills, um, school, that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's crazy that some people can just do it. Yeah. Some people probably, you know, doing a TNT and then they really need money because the airfare that they used probably was funded by, you know, loaning or mm, yes. pawning their cow. Or their carabao. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> so they need the money badly to pay it back and get back on their business, right? So yeah. it, it really is kind of uh, desperation as well, mm-hmm. I would say. Like they really need the work. Because I remember traveling to Singapore, they have a sign that overstaying is punishable by caning. Oh my God. I didn't realize. Have, have you seen that sign? No, I can't remember. Maybe I saw it, but I can't remember anymore. Yeah, I was like, hey. Really? Caning? Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, maybe explain to people what caning is. Maybe some of them So caning know. is you you will be caned in the ass. <laughs> oh, can we say ass in this? <laughs> so I used to live with nurses in Singapore, right? Mm. So my housemates were nurses. And one of them was stationed in the correctional facility in mm-hmm. Singapore. And those people who commit a crime and one of them is overstaying they will be subject to caning. So there's somebody, a designated caner, mm-hmm. probably a big guy, macho guy, yeah. and he will whip or lash the the butt of the... That, I wouldn't call that suspect. It's already criminal, right? Yeah. He already committed a crime. So The criminal. Yeah, and then, yeah. Mm-hmm. then I ask, okay, if you say you get caned 15 times, how many times is it? Like five times per day? Mm. Uh then according to that nurse, no, sometimes only three and, you know, the criminal would collapse. be unconscious. Yeah, 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 yeah. would collapse. I've heard that as well. Um, I went to this mm. class before about journalism and the guy was a journalist and he actually mm. also saw, as you mentioned, yes, it is a big guy, muscular guy. And the mm. whip, the cane is not like, it's not like the Wallistic thing or something. <laughs> Wallistic thing. <laughs> It's not like a flimsy material. I think Mm. if you use it, it actually makes a mark and draws blood. Mm. So that is why, as you mentioned, after three, the person would faint. But then he mentioned, though, that if he faints, they will wait for him to wake up and then continue. Continue. Oh, my God. Yes. So that's really (laughs) terrible. So please avoid (laughs) being a TNT. There are repercussions. If you do that in Singapore, you'll be caned. So those are the two biggest factors that contribute to our behavior when it comes to traveling. So let's jump to what can you expect when you're traveling with a Filipino, right? Because we are Filipino, so we mm-hmm. obviously know 
<laughs> what it takes or what happens when you travel <laughs> with a Filipino. So let's start at the airport. You know, in the Philippines, our checking in or boarding process is so inefficient mm-hmm. that it takes so long. That is why you're expected to be at the airport at least three hours before your flight, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And when I went to Singapore, it's just very different because <laughs> even if you're there maybe 30 minutes, it's all right because it's so efficient, so fast. And once you're done presenting your passport and your even your passport is enough, you don't have to print your ticket because they already know. They have it in their database. Oh, right? yeah, that's, that's true. It. Yeah. You go in and you just wait at the gate. It's, it's very quick. Mm. But in the Philippines, there are a lot of checks. Even before you get in the airport itself, your bags are checked. Mm-mm. Right, and then it's usually a queue, and then you you present all your documents, a printout of your <laughs> ticket, your passport, and then if you're going somewhere that mm. you know that they suspect you will be there to look for a job, mm. like Singapore, they will ask you to prove that you really mm. are coming back, right? Yes. Even though you don't need a visa to go to Singapore, they would say, "Oh, where's mm. your ID at your job and all that?" Remember and all those show money. You have yes. show money. Show money. It's like, what's with the show money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it, it usually is a lot more hassle in Mm-mm. the Philippines. Not just because there are a lot of people, but because the facilities are not advanced enough to make it more automated, like uh, bag yeah. checking. Like physically, a security guard has to use his stick of <laughs> authority and, you know, peek through your bags, all those things. And then I experienced this as well when mm. we were traveling from Japan. We went to Haneda Airport mm. and we went there, you know, as Filipinos, we went there three hours before our flight. <laughs> okay. And then we wonder, hey, how come it's so quiet? Mm. Apparently, Haneda Airport was still closed. <laughs> Probably our flight was like 7 a.m., but then the airport only opens at like 5 a.m., and we were there at 4. <laughs> the security guard was like, sorry, you can't get in. <laughs> it's still closed. Mm-hmm. And I think if I remember correctly, it was winter as well, so oh it was gosh. really cold. <laughs> and I remember we took the taxi going there because Haneda is just close to Tokyo, and I think the taxi driver was like wondering, hey, how come you're here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's still <laughs> well, that's Filipino for you. We, we don't want to miss our flight, and so we go to the airport three hours ahead. <laughs> yes. So another very Filipino thing that we do is that in many of the countries we visit, we actually know some overseas Filipinos based there because mm. we are everywhere. Filipinos have one of the largest diaspora populations spanning over 100 countries. So mm. often, we get to have a tour guide or a place to stay where we're going. For example, I stayed mm. at Ray's house in Tokyo when I went to Japan. And mm. he and his wife stayed at our house in Singapore when they went to visit after mm. they already left Singapore, right? I have also visited and stayed with close friends in Thailand, Australia, and UK. This was something that really amazed my Singaporean friends before because that definitely isn't common for them. Like they're saying, Yo. is there a country where you don't know anyone? <laughs> <laughs> but you mm. you save a lot of money, right? Yes. Especially traveling to European countries. Like Mm-mm. hotel stays cost a lot of money. And if you know somebody yes. who would probably let you crash his living room, mm. maybe in the couch, and you know, you save a lot of cash. Yeah, that's true. You can use that for paying your entry to museums or maybe a fancy meal in Europe. 
Mm. Yeah. Speaking of Europe, right? In London, I think I stayed there for 10 days. I can't remember. But imagine if I had stayed there for 10 days in hotel, how expensive that mm. would have been, right? But yeah. I was staying with my friends. So I could stay as long. Well, not as long as I wanted. But okay. So before I went to London, right? Uh, there was a moment where I lost my passport in Edinburgh. I think <gasps> I mentioned this. Okay, didn't I? Okay. So it was my birthday. I landed mm. in Edinburgh with my friend. And then... I couldn't find my passport once we reached the hotel. So mm. I'm like, what do I do? My passport is missing. But then they decided, you know what? Um, I reported to Lost and Found and all that, but then there's nothing I can do about it for now. I mean, I'll call them mm. again and see, right? So we might as well enjoy the day. So we just toured Edinburgh. And by the next day, though, they had found my passport. So that was good. Wow. But then when I told my friend in London about it, she joked that she was hoping that it was really missing so I would stay longer. <laughs> um, um, well, that is a valid excuse. <laughs> it, what happens in that case, though, if it's really lost, what happens? You, you go to the embassy and have it replaced? I think you will need to go to the embassy. If there is a Philippine embassy somewhere near, then you can have it replaced. And then that would take time, I guess. Which mm. reminds me, I had this friend. She lost her passport and really did not recover it. She was traveling in Europe. Somebody stole her bag, her wallet with her passport, I think. Because she was in a train, she discovered it in the next country or whatever. Unfortunately, you cannot fly back to Singapore where she was an OFW, right? Because mm. she had a Philippine passport. So what right. she had to do was, I think there was no embassy wherever it was that she was. I don't know why there was no Philippine embassy there. And mm. because of that, she had to fly back to the Philippines. So she had to buy a ticket to the Philippines. Mm. And then that's very expensive, right? Yeah. Because it's like, okay, you have to fly like maybe tomorrow or two days later. That's so expensive. Mm. And then she had to forego her Singapore flight. And then it ruined the rest of her uh. holiday and all that. And then I think she had to stay oh, no. in Manila for a week or something before, obviously, the passport had to be processed and all that. Yeah. So I think if there had been an embassy there, then, yeah. So like, for example, London, uh, I think there is an embassy there, right? Like my friend who is based mm. in Jersey, when she became a UK citizen and then she had to take back her Philippine citizenship, something like that. I think because if you take the UK citizenship, you, what's the term? Itinatwa. <laughs> So you reject the Philippine citizenship. However, you are allowed to be a dual citizen in UK. So you have to go back to the embassy again and then, you know, take back mm. the citizenship. So she said she couldn't do that in Jersey, but she could do it in London. So I think I would have gotcha. been able to get a new password in London. But anyway, that didn't happen. Okay, we went everywhere already. But the point is, that's the case. If you have friends abroad... Um, mm. And, you know, are happy to host you. Then you could stay somewhere for free. And then the, the good thing about it is you're not really pressured so much to do so many things in like only three days because you can only afford three days mm, of hotel. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> and that's why I enjoy and my stay there. You have a local tour guide. Mm, exactly. Like somebody who's lived in that area for a long time. So mm -hmm. you don't go to the tourist traps. Ah, yeah. That you would find online. So, mm -mm. you know, your host would probably say, no, let's just skip that. 
that's a tourist trap. I'll take you to this place where locals dine or where locals go. Then that's the real experience. Yeah, that's true. Mm. And also, sometimes they're very generous that they would even like feed you or whatever, right? Like <laughs> Feed you. It's like, okay, this is too much already. I'm already staying here for free because Filipinos are very hospitable. So that's a pro. As you mentioned, you could save money on hotels and, you know, get to have a reunion with your friends. But there are also cons. Uh, usually mm. for those on the hosting side, we love hosting our close friends and family, but a lot of Filipinos tend to be thick-faced <laughs> and ask if they could stay with you, even if you are not that close, right? Like mm. It's just some yeah. batchmate of yours in school or your kabarangay or something. <laughs> Sometimes you're scared if somebody that you haven't talked to who are not really close with will message you on Facebook like, what is this? Is gonna borrow money from me or what to stay <laughs> Or if not that, they would expect you to treat them. And if you don't, they will say bad things about you to everyone back home. Like, oh, mm. he's so madamot or something, right? Only madamot puripot. Exactly. And here's what I think. I think you should at least allow your friends or relatives to offer to host and treat you. And if they mm. give you something, be grateful for that. Don't treat it as something that you are entitled to. Yeah, don't impose. So Just wait for the host to <laughs> offer. Right? Mm, yeah. Because mm. you don't know the circumstance, probably, you know, especially now working from home. Like, mm. if I offer my place, where would I work? I'm, I'm literally <laughs> working from home. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now that you've mentioned Kuriput or Stingy, knowing that we have issues, you know, with money, <laughs> aside from looking for accommodations through friends, we usually just avoid hotels right we would mm. usually go to airbnbs hostels right yeah because yeah. they are cheaper like for me i sign up in discount groupon but it's like an app mm. um, it's called hotels.com oh yeah i've heard of that yeah so you can scour the internet for deals and at the same time, you can take a look at reviews from people, you know, if, if mm. it's really a good hotel, is it a good value for money? And aside from that, if you book 10 nights in, in that hotels.com, you get one night for free. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I yeah. think I saw that. The advantage of it uh, over Agoda and Booking.com, I think, is that this actually mm. shows you where it is lower, right? Ah, yes, yes, yes. So they have a guarantee. So Hotels.com has a guarantee that if you can find this exact same place elsewhere that is cheaper, they would refund you the difference. Oh, okay. That's a good mm. deal. So it's a it's a good guarantee. But actually, Hotels.com and Agoda, they have the same owner. So <laughs> Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they don't really mind giving mm. the discount because mm, had you booked in Agoda, you would actually pay this much mm. only. So yeah, okay. I'll... I'll give you the refund. <laughs> <laughs> so we usually look for the cheapest, most affordable option. And mm. aside from that, we don't normally follow guidelines. <laughs> like say if our room says, this hotel uh, would allow two people. And then we would think, mm, this is just guidelines. Maybe we can sneak in on an extra person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> there right? are strategies, uh, right? Like, okay, don't be there at the lobby, okay? I will just tell hmm. you which room number it is later when we've already checked in. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just wait in the lobby and then I'll go down and say, Hey, 
friend, how are you? <laughs> and then it's very like nobody's questioning you, but you're like, you are yeah. just visiting, right? You're not staying <laughs> for the night, right? What time are you? <laughs> and you're letting it obvious so that, you know, the concierge or the hotel staff would know that this is just a friend visiting, not mm. staying for the night. And then, for example, <laughs> if you will order room service or like ask for something from the hotel staff, like maybe an extra mm-hmm. towel or something. And then when they knock, hey, hide, 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 just hide in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder in that scenario, right? Your friend probably is also bringing a luggage, right? And if you're not staying for dinner, how come you have a very big luggage? Then I think you would bring both luggage. Mm, <laughs> yeah, we'll pretend that both of them are your luggage and then you'll bring them up. And then your friend is mm. just, you know, just happens to be at the lobby. <laughs> yeah, so we always look for pockets of opportunities for us to save money. Mm-hmm. And once we're you know, done staying at the hotel upon checkout. Before we check out, we usually collect all those small bottles of shampoo, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, lotion, and then take these with us to home. But toiletries, snacks, I think those are fine. But I saw mm. a video of a family who got caught in Bali. They checked out and then they packed all of the items inside the hotel. Items like soap dispenser, <laughs> items like jars from the hotel that's crazy so they got caught and then the hotel staff was like opening their bags right Mm. and then they were caught red-handed like when when the staff opened the bag you can see clearly see okay there's this dispenser why are you bringing this home Mm -hmm. and then the family the father was like oh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i will pay i will pay and then the staff was like yeah i know i know you have a lot of money Mm. but this is not about money it's about, you know, respect. Like, why are you stealing stuff from our hotel? And then the family, they were tourists. So it was like the audacity of them <laughs> trying to steal oh from God. another country, right? So it's mm. very embarrassing. So what do you think happened to those people? Were they thrown in jail or whatever? Uh, the video did not specify okay. what happened afterwards. Mm. So it was only maybe, you know, settled amicably. I don't know how they did it, but... Mm. It was all on video. It was so embarrassing to watch. So please, don't steal from the hotel. Yeah. I mean, seriously, soap dispenser, jars, why? I remember I read somewhere before, they're saying, I think, in that article or whatever that I wrote, is that when Filipino checks into a hotel, that the storefront people are suspicious. More suspicious than... Oh, really? (laughs) I mean, because probably, again, some bad eggs and all that. And then they would Mm. check the room thoroughly first before letting Mm. the Filipinos go. And it turns out later they found out that somebody had cut the carpet below the bed. Like the whole, (laughs) only the square below the bed. (laughs) Because if they will check it, right, it's not obvious. Because of course it's just like, uh, you will just look through the whole room, but you won't look under the bed, right? (laughs) What happens with that bed-sized <laughs> carpet? So in in that Filipino family's house, mm. you would see like very different carpets <laughs> mashed together. Oh, this one's from Hilton. <laughs> this one's from <laughs> Hotel 81. Oh my God. I don't know. Or maybe he just liked that specific carpet and oh, this would look good as a rug 
in my bedroom or I, I don't know. But anyway, we just like to point out that not all Filipinos are this desperate or, or this criminal-minded. As I said, usually we just take home what we feel we are entitled to, right? Like you mm. feel like I, I paid $100 for this hotel, I need to make sulit or sulit is to make it as worth my money mm. as possible. So of course, you're going to bring home everything that you're legally entitled to bring home. So mm. that's why it's toiletries. And then if you could ask for more toiletries, you would also do that, right? Like, for example, yes. usually you would only use a few toiletries, but then on day one, you would bag all of them so that they would replace them on day two yeah. and all that, right? Just make sure that you get your money's worth. <laughs> well, it's actually very, I would say, economical and it's very utilitarian mm-hmm, yeah. you say that mm, true, because yeah. we like hosting people, right? Mm. So say if you're hosting a friend and then, oh, I, I don't have a toothbrush. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> I have an extra toothbrush brought to you by Park. <laughs> Hotel. Yes. <laughs> have a spare bedroom sleepers have... as well, I just realized. Yeah, right? bedroom yeah. sleepers. So all of those amenities, all those toiletries mm-hmm. will become useful once you're hosting That's people. true, yeah. Toilets. Which reminds me, I have a bunch of those. <laughs> when I came here, I was in a hotel for over a month, I think, because I had to mm. be quarantined for two weeks. And then I think my company paid for like a month more. So I have like a lot of toothbrushes. And they're just there because there's nobody visiting, right? <laughs> nobody mm. gets to travel, so <laughs> just there. <laughs> to be fair, it's often more expensive where we're going because the Philippine peso is so low. So when we travel, we tend to convert prices into pesos and compare the prices of items back home. Mm. For example, in Scandinavian countries, right? They're notoriously expensive. One meal could cost around 1,000 pesos if you convert it. Mm. But back home, you could buy a Jollibee meal for less than 100 pesos. That's right. So of course, that amount seems shocking. Oh my God, I can have 10 meals for, for just this price, right? So usually try to get around that by maybe bringing instant noodles along with you on your trip. <laughs> But the easier way is probably to buy those instant noodles in the grocery shop in the country where you are. But sometimes the instant noodles is cheaper in the Philippines. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) That is why you would still rather bring it in your luggage even though, I don't know, it's Mm. like a lot of instant noodles. Yeah, because there's no sari-sari store, right? In foreign countries, there's no sari-sari. Chances are you'll go to a convenience store Uh, and prices are jacked up. So Yeah, like I think... In Singapore, one instant noodle before was like 50 Singapore dollars. Uh, not 50 Singapore, mm. 50 cents. 50 cents? Mm. And that's around 15 yeah. pesos or something. And then in the Philippines, it's yeah. what, 5 pesos? So you can buy three. So that is why when I first traveled to Singapore, remember I had a food keeper full of instant noodles. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Another thing that we are kuriput on is the tours. The tours itself. So we have this notion that we need to sulit the plane fare that we paid for. So we need to squeeze in as many activities and sightseeing as we can. Yeah. And we don't pay guided tours, you know, as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So we do DIY or choose the cheapest option possible. So we usually research via the internet, what are the things that we can do in this location. And mm. we would do all of them yes. <laughs> from 1 to 10 because we want to do everything. <laughs> But the thing is, the I don't know, the older I got, right? We wouldn't do that anymore because yeah. it's so tiring and you wouldn't actually enjoy the things that you're doing. 
So we'd usually just stick to at least maybe, as or at most maybe two Mm-mm. activities in one day, one in the yeah. morning, one in the afternoon, and then just chill out in the evening. Yeah. Right? As you get older, you start to prefer quality over quantity, right? That's something mm. we didn't realize when we were younger. We were just, yeah, we were just trying to sulit. <laughs> like, mm. oh, I didn't pay for this fare just so I could sleep. Mm. You know, that was my mentality. I remember I told my friend, wake up, wake up. We did not pay, let's say, 1,000 pesos to sleep. Something like that, right? Mm. <laughs> you need to go out there and do everything, do all the things. But then before you were... You know, younger, we had more energy, but you're right. Now, mm. I know, even if I want to do it, I cannot. <laughs> I'm so tired mm. already. Okay, another thing we are kuriput about is travel insurance. We don't usually spend money on that unless it's required, like for the Shenzhen or European visa. That is actually one mm. of the requirements. And the problem is that if you get into an accident or lose something to a thief or whatever, then it becomes an even more expensive ordeal, right? Like mm. we mentioned about our friend who lost her passport and all that, like because she didn't have travel insurance and it was so expensive for her. Mm, that's right. And I think after that, she already made sure that she always had travel insurance. So we are Koripote. <laughs> that's the bottom <laughs> line. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, mm-hmm. aside from not, uh, aside from being Kuriput, we don't generally mingle with locals. Have you noticed that? Yeah, like, we don't. We we generally just stick with our group, or if we somehow deduce that there's a Filipino in our midst, then we would be cordial. We would greet that fellow Filipino. But as to the locals in the country that we're traveling in, we typically don't interact with them as much. Yeah, why I don't is know, that? Is that I think it's because it's also not really that normal in the Philippines to just randomly talk to strangers. I don't think it's normal for just average people to smile at each other. But usually you would get greetings from retail people, maybe a security guard or something. But not random person on the street. We don't do that, right? So maybe that's Mm. why it's not normal for us to do that as well. If somebody talks to you, you're usually suspicious. What does he want? Budol, budol. Are you trying to sell me something? Are you trying to steal yeah, from right. me? <laughs> we are just paranoid. Maybe the f- that fear, that paranoia mm-hmm. is probably from our past experiences or probably from, you know, the general theme in the Philippines. Like, you don't usually talk to strangers, mm, especially yeah. if obviously those people are not from there. Yeah, it's probably a trust mm. issue, I-, I would think. Yeah, you're right. Aside from that, Pinoys are more conservative than Westerners. So we tend to experience culture shock if we encounter them while traveling. Like when my friends and I were in Switzerland with some Australians, we were stunned when a drinking game suddenly ended up in some of them skinny dipping or swimming in the nude in a freezing what? creek. <laughs> yeah, like, sh- <laughs> we were so shocked. Like, what is happening? <laughs> because that is not something that Filipinos normally do, right? <laughs> oh my God. So did you join that drinking game? No, we were drink. We were all drinking, and then uh, at first okay. it was tame. I think it was just about truth or consequence, mm. you know, the typical one, right? And then we were just talk mostly choosing truths. But then somebody made it like a real dare, like, "Oh, I dare Ooh. you to <laughs> to skinny dip," and, and it was freezing. It was like zero degrees. We were using the creek. <laughs> To put in our cider so that it would become cold. It was that cold. Mm. <laughs> they were I like, see. why? What is happening? Uh, yeah. So they're more adventurous. They're more game. Yeah, exactly. I think the next day, 
we went to the top of Switzerland. I think I forgot the name of the Alps? place. Swiss Alps? Yes. Okay. So you could go at the top and there's snow there, even though it's not winter. Mm. There's still snow there. Mm. And then they post a picture in our Facebook group where they were like four guys were butt mm. naked. <laughs> I mean, sounds they like a really fun crowd. <laughs> we were like, what? <laughs> and another item that we Filipinos are known for is we are a little bit noisy, aren't we? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am guilty of that. Oh my gosh! Like when we are, you know, inside a train. We, we chit-chat so loudly. It's as if, like, we haven't seen each other for a very long time. Well, in mm. fact, you know, it's just a few <laughs> hours since we last saw each other. <laughs> yes. it, it becomes really obvious here in Japan because everybody is so quiet mm. inside a train. Like, they really respect people. And I have this experience once when there was this tourist. It's obvious that that person was a tourist because... That person was very noisy inside the train. Mm. And this Japanese guy went to his face and he's like... (laughs) 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 Oh my God, that's hilarious. Probably because that Japanese guy didn't know how to say noisy in English. So he just... (laughs) (laughs) Did the guy shut up? I hope he did. Yeah, the the guy... uh, (laughs) it, It was a little bit strange as well because Japanese, they're not very confrontational. Okay. They would just probably stare at you or probably, you know, do some glances at you if you're not following instructions or you're causing trouble with other people. Mm. But that person was like, had the guts. <laughs> Maybe it had it already. Maybe the guy had been noisy for so long or whatever and mm. he just couldn't Now, that it. person was in the phone. That's why. Mm. So, you know that when you're on the phone, right, you're typically louder than usual because mm. you're listening. Kind of recognition of the space is, is distorted. Mm-hmm. That's why that person was... Louder than usual. Yeah, I think so. I've noticed here in Hong Kong that yeah, a lot of Filipinos, they would be on the phone, like FaceTiming someone. Mm. And then they would be like talking for the entire ride. It's like, why <laughs> do you have to do this here? <laughs> and so people people inside the train would know your life story already, right? <laughs> but they can understand because it's in Tagalog or some other dialect. But mm. Of course, when I was younger, I really was very noisy. And in Singapore, mm. right, they frown upon you and, and do that what that guy did. So I think I've been mm. scolded a few times in Singapore before. <laughs> because so they are noisy. also not used to noisy people. And I think another thing that's annoying in that situation is for, say, Singaporeans or Japanese, mm. they wouldn't understand what you're talking about. Oh, so yeah. it becomes irritatingly annoying that yep. yeah i agree you're so noisy and i can't understand a word what you're saying mm. like can you please <laughs> shut up at least if i can understand at least i can gossip or what, what are they talking about oh they're talking about interest rates mm, <laughs> really you see <laughs> you can at least kind of have an appreciation of what the topic is but if it's something you know speaking in another language then yeah it becomes irritating I guess we could close this by saying, you know, taking Mm. that, what we said, into consideration that if you're planning to travel, maybe soon, since the world seems to be slowly opening up, right? Fingers crossed. That, you know, you should strive to be a better traveler. Mm. And by that, we mean you need to always have in mind that whenever you're traveling, you're somehow representing your country. 
That's right. And you don't want to be that person which colors everyone's perception of all Filipinos negatively, right? Because of you, everyone is suspicious of Filipinos. You know, don't be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And now all Filipinos are suspected of doing something bad. Yeah. Be a responsible traveler, right? Yep. So aside from researching what you want to do, also research, you know, what's the norm in that country? Mm -mm. How do you show respect? Avoid crossing lines, mm. things that people in that locality don't, like, like in Japan, stay as quiet as possible. Mm. Don't be noisy, <laughs> especially <laughs> in public spaces like inside a train. So yeah, research in advance, be responsible. Yeah, that's true. Or also, like, for example, in the Philippines, we are just throwing trash everywhere, right? Like, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever you and are. spitting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't do that, please. Yeah, don't do that. So, cuties, what interesting things do you do or have you witnessed while traveling? Did you have any realizations while listening to this episode? Please let us know on Instagram. Our username is at Podcast. And your comments might be featured on the next Cutie Minute. Time for our followers. Cutie Minute. Your thoughts in our voice. Cutie Minute. Not really one minute, but we're calling it Cutie Minute. All our cutie comments for this episode are related to travel as well because they are bucket list items in answer to our episode 80. Right, so the first one is the Greener Side Podcast. And her answer to what's in my bucket list is eat a baguette in France. <laughs> so her boyfriend Frank is actually French. So if they go there, obviously Frank will be the local tour guide who will bring her to the best baguette place, right? Baguette, it's quite tough, right? It's hard. Yeah, I, I never like baguettes. It's hard to chew for me. <laughs> I prefer softer bread. Like maybe, what's a round one? My favorite is the bagel, not baguette. What about you? What's your favorite mm. bread? What's my favorite bread? My, my all-time favorite is cheese bread from Julie's Bake Shop. <laughs> In Cebu. <laughs> yeah, but I do love cheese bread. But to be fair though, I mean, I, have you been to France? I, when I was in France, I remember, I don't remember what bread I bought, but the bread is really good there. I don't know why. Or maybe it's just the effect of, you know, being in Europe or something. But that's what I remember as well. Like when we went in France, they love bread. Like in almost all restaurants, the bread selection's like grand. Maybe the baguette in France is not as tough to chew as the ones that we see <laughs> in other countries, right? I cannot remember mm. if I had a baguette in France. I know I had bread, that's all. Oh, my second favorite bread is Graciosa, also from Julie's Make Shop. Wait, I'm not sure what that... Wait, let me see what does that look like. Graciosa? Graciosa, yeah. It's the one that has glaze on top. Like yeah, there's a Julie's Graciosa. Oh my god, this looks really good. And it has cheese yeah. also. So you like cheese? Cheese on, on top as well. Yeah, mm. it's really nice. Yeah, I really love cheese. I think <laughs> I have a funny anecdote about cheese. I was telling my friends about like my favorite food. Hmm. I, I love the cheesy baked mussels. I love the cheese product. But, you know, I, I mentioned a lot of things. And then they said, I think your favorite food is cheese. Because everything <laughs> I mentioned has cheese in it. It's like, it's not the food that I love. It was the cheese. 
You get what I mean? Like I didn't realize that the reason why I love them because of this, they have a common component which is cheese. But the thing is, you wouldn't really. I, I don't. I don't enjoy eating cheese by itself alone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, itself. That's why I didn't realize. If someone asked mm. me your favorite food, I wouldn't say cheese because I don't like cheese by itself. But if mm. it's melted on something like that, you know, lasagna. Raclette. Cheese. Yeah, rec- oh my god, raclette. Yeah, raclette is so good for winter here. I had it, yeah. <laughs> the funny thing about the cheese bread in Julie's bake shop is you would think, oh, cheese bread, it must be cheesy, right? No, it's like a very tiny piece of cheese <laughs> inside. <laughs> Sometimes it goes missing. I don't know, maybe that, that thing there I forgot to put before baking. But yeah, <laughs> it's really not that great. But yes, let's move on to the next <laughs> Cutie. This one's from the Pinoy MCU fan. And in his bucket list is visit the Avengers campus in Disneyland Anaheim. Hmm? There is an Avengers campus? I didn't know until mm. I read it. So actually, it's her. This this is a her. Oh, sorry, her. I also thought it was him because he's really MCU fans. MCU fans, usually <laughs> yeah, yeah. are guys. Yeah. Right. And then revisit friends, beaches, and mountains in Hawaii. Ooh, Ooh yeah. Cool. Magamok sa New York. What does that mean, magamok? <laughs> um, get wild, I think. Oh, okay. Run amok in New York. Run amok. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Magamok sa New York. Watch an MCU film. Of course, she is an MCU fan. <laughs> Watch an MCU film during opening night. I miss being around fans reacting simultaneously during a movie. Oh, yeah, mm. I do miss that, yeah. yes. Pandemic. Attend an MCU film premiere as the Pinoy MCU fan podcast. Bakanaman, Marvel Philippines. <laughs> There's Marvel Philippines? Well, I also didn't know until I saw this. That's mm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Continue putting out fun MCU episodes for me, my friends, and everyone to enjoy. Wow, that's really yeah. nice. Bucket list. Everything MCU. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know about that Avengers campus. And I'm now suddenly interested in going there as well. Okay, the next one is from mm. Tablia Ren Movement. And she said... To get fancy nails done by Cardi B's nail artist. Wow. Whoever this nail artist is probably popular, right? Like, why so specific? Sorry, who's Cardi B? I think she's a singer, isn't she? Singer? Okay. Yeah. Next, to travel in the Orient Express train. Agatha Christie's fan here. Mm. Oh, I'm actually an Agatha Christie fan myself as well. And... Yeah, I would also love to do this. Speaking of Orient Express, I think there's a mid no Midnight in the Orient Express, right? There was a movie. It's an old movie, right? Yeah, there's no, an, a newer one, and it's on there's Disney a newer one? Plus. Oh. Yeah, but it was a few years ago, and then there was a sequel to that, Death on the Nile. I haven't watched it yet. We watched it already. It was, oh. it was nice. Okay, okay, I'm just gonna watch it. Okay. To eat homemade ube jam in the Philippines. Oh, this one I can recommend. If you go to Baguio, you should get the one from Good Shepherd because that supposedly is the best one and they make it on the spot and when they give it to you right it's still warm and that was before Why? I don't know if it's like that now Why? What? Good Shepherd and then Ube doesn't gel No, the Good Shepherd I think is because it's a convent or something Ah, and okay. then and then I don't know why they have that business. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's for charity. I have no idea. But I remember that's what people highly recommend. Usually, uh, especially the ones who are always going to Baguio. And then last, she said to try on my perfect wedding dress. Although I'm not interested in getting married, I just want to wear it casually at home. <laughs> Wait, this is an interesting Wait, what? bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so she would buy a perfect wedding dress and she's not interested in getting married. Yeah. But that would be fun, right? Like you'll be eating breakfast on your wedding dress and then your neighbors would see you. Hmm, what's going on? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think there was a scene in Friends, right? Where all three of the ladies were wearing wedding dresses. But I think I would be too scared. It's white. And I'm very clumsy with my food. I'm always like, you know, when I'm eating, I end up having food fall down the front of my blouse. I think I will ruin that dress. Maybe it's, if it's not that expensive, I, I could still do that. I, I mean, if you're just eating baguette, it doesn't... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, just don't don't eat anything dark colored or you know yeah, liquid. No cheese. <laughs> no cheese. <laughs> okay. And the final one is from Roma Miklat, and she says, "Watch BTS live concert. <laughs> eat my ramen and sushi in Japan. Oh, uh, if you happen to be in Japan, Roma, <laughs> let me know. I'll, I'll take you to my favorite ramen and sushi place. Yeah, you have a local uh, tour guide. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Bike in Amsterdam. Oh. When you say bike, is that bicycle or motorbike? I'm not sure. Amsterdam is bicycle. They're known for, okay. for having so many bicycles. When we were there, the tour guide said you should be careful uh, because you might get run over by a bicycle. <laughs> because there are just so many bicycles. <laughs> I don't remember that when we... Uh, probably because it was raining. It was rainy season when mm. we went there. Mm. But they did have kind of specific... They, they have very wide walk lanes, so I can imagine some of them would be bicycle lanes as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, experience autumn and cherry blossoms and see the northern lights. Ooh, uh, this is really interesting. So travel bucket list, right? Yes. And obviously number one is BTS live concert. Right? <laughs> I wonder if they've went to the Philippines yet. I have no idea. You should ask your friend Max, Mm. right? (laughs) Yeah, I should ask Max. So, my friend Max went to the US to watch BTS live concert and then I think next week she's going back again. She's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Seriously. Yeah. It's like US (laughs) is like maybe just going to Osaka for her. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh, she has so much money, okay. And that's it. That's it. Yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, please give us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple, or Podchaser so that our podcast becomes more visible to others. More visible and more audible because they can't actually see the podcast. (laughs) That's true. Listen to the podcast. (laughs) More. (laughs) Right, that's a good point. Okay. Mm. Thank you All very right, much. That's it. Bye. Bye bye.